Welcome to the Hoops College Coaches Podcast. I am Aaron Perrinet. This week, we are discussing the Read and React offense. Today, we are joined by Mike Bonner, the head coach of Emmanuel College Women's Basketball. Coach Bonner has been running the Read and React successfully with his team for the last five seasons. He firmly believes that his teams are better offensively and defensively as a result. In this episode, we will explore how Coach Bonner implements the Read and React with his specific personnel. Coach Bonner, how do you know how your team is most likely to score? The amazing thing about the Read and React, and the thing that I like about it so much, is that it allows all the players you have on the floor to immediately be involved in the action of scoring. The actions that you use in Read and React make other teams have to guard all five of your players. If I have players that all they do is drive, and that's the thing they do best, and they might even just drive one direction, I can run the Read and React, and they can look for avenues and openings to drive based on the actions that we use in that offense. Same thing if we have kids that their particular expertise is shooting the three, then then in the process of running our offense, they can search for avenues to get the open three. If we have individual players, guards or posts, that are comfortable posting, then when we pass and cut through the lane, they have the opportunity at any point in time to come back and post up the call for the ball. So the the offense itself, when you run it, creates actions where the the athletes can begin to look for the avenues that best provide them an opportunity for them to get their best shot. Uh, Another explanation would be when, when we're coming down the floor, instead of running an individual play or two that provides opportunities for certain individuals, every trip down the floor, I like to think that we have five different options and five different opportunities that our players can score. Let's get a little more specific. Let's say you've got a kid, she can shoot the three. She can't really do, she can't really put the ball on the floor well, but she can shoot it. What's your number one way that you give her to get herself an open three? Well, when we run the read and react, we really run the break. So our wings, we really get them out on the wings, and usually they'll run to the corner. And uh, we're going to kick it down to them if they're open for the shot. One of the rules we have on our team, if you're open for your shot, we want you to shoot. So if we have a three-point shooter and they're open immediately, we're going to get them the ball and we're expecting them to shoot. Now, if they don't have it coming down out of the break, then our break is such that we want all of our players going through the lane before we actually get into our offense. So as they're going through the lane, we have our wing players in our posts constantly back screening or down screening for each other. Uh, we tend to use our larger posts for a lot of down screens, but one of the ways we do that, if we don't have the break, then we have multiple actions going on in the lane where we have our shooters popping out looking for a shot. We'll also run immediate sets coming down the floor where our trailing post can immediately either go to one wing and screen for one of our shooters or our wing players, or if our point guard happens to be a really good three-point shooter, then immediately down the floor, they'll set an immediate ball screen around the top of the key. Do you have trouble making sure that your shooters always get shots or your leading scorers always get the most shots or the best opportunities for shots? Yeah, when we first started running the Read and React, that was a concern. But I found that since we've been running it now five, going on six years, 
I kind of went back and looked. I found that our players still find their opportunities to score, and our players still find the players on their team that are probably the best players in any given situation to look for a shot. When, when we do have in special situations where we're coming down the floor and maybe we know we have a mismatch either in the post or out on the floor or, or we know that we want to get the player in uh, the ball in a player's hands in a certain situation, we still call some individual plays. But the beauty of the Regner Act is that after we call that individual play, if that play doesn't work, then we just immediately run into our, our sets. In, in regards to the Reader Act, and we begin to hunt for a shot right after. One of the issues that I had before we ran the Reader Act was we'd run set plays, and then I'd have to fight to get the players to begin to run a freelance kind of a system where they were moving and cutting. But now, running the Reader Act, even after we might set up a play for an individual player or two, the beauty of that is if that doesn't work, we're immediately in running our system and running the read and react. And, you know, a lot of times after we've run a set play and we go right into the read and react, we usually get a better shot uh, after the set play going right into the read and react than we do actually out of the set play itself. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think in, in conference play, and I think scouting is so good. You can watch your opponent play multiple teams, multiple times in preparing to play. And and I just think that if you run set plays, you know, you can call a set play and you hear the other team calling your play and they might even know it better than you. But when we run when we run the read and react, all they know is that we're passing, cutting, picking, posting, ball screening, and it they're not really as prepared. Uh, for the multiple actions that we're going to throw at them. A lot of set plays, I think a lot of set plays are limited in the amount of players that you can actually get involved in looking for a shot. Whereas with the reading your act, those five players you have out on the floor consistently have an opportunity to score every time you go down the floor. So that's just my opinion on it. How long does it take for a freshman? Uh, the rest of your team has been running the reading rack for one or multiple years. How long does it take a freshman to to figure it out. If I've got 10 kids returning on our team and I'm trying to integrate three or four other freshmen or newer players, it's absolutely amazing how quickly they pick it up by being involved with our other team that already knows how to run it because they just kind of teach each other. How, how, how do you balance sets and the read and react as far as teaching time, as, as far as you know, how you how you implement it and how it how how much time you spend on it. At the very beginning, we'll we'll cover all of the actions of the reading react. We'll probably take a full week where we're just working on the actions so that everybody understands what all the actions are. And then as we're doing that, we'll begin to integrate obviously defense in a half court scenario, and then carry that all the way to a full court scenario. We would like to thank Coach Bonner for joining us on the podcast today. We hope that you've enjoyed it and learned at least one thing that you can use to make your team better. Join us for our podcast next week as we talk about ways to improve practice.